What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Biddick, and I am a Kind of Funny best friend. Right now, Kind of Funny is doing their up-and-comer opportunity once again, where you best friends get to vote on someone in the community that you think deserves a shot to work with the Kind of Funny crew for one week and gain a wealth of experience. We have an amazingly talented community with a ton of people campaigning to be this year's Kind of Funny up-and-comer. I wanted to sit down with them to get to know them a bit better and share their stories. That way you feel more comfortable when making your vote for the next up-and-comer. Now, I've got a very special guest on this week. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode, but still kind of the same route. I am with the hollowed knight of horror, Prince Jackson. Prince, how the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very, very well. How are you, Josh? Thank you so much for having me. I am good. Thank you so much for being on. I know we've moved stuff around, so thank you so much for being flexible. Absolutely. No worries. Uh, and I appreciate your flexibility as well. I know I had to move things around again on you as well. So Don't worry about it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it happens. Don't worry about That's it. That's true. Don't worry We're here it. now. <laughs> Exactly. We're, we're on mic. We're getting it done. That's what matters. Uh, so, Prince, for people who might not know you, uh, who are you? Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Prince Jackson. I'm, I'm uh, a kind of funny best friend from San Francisco, California. But uh, some people may have heard my voice once or twice on two shows, one called uh, Good Night Podcast, and that's Night with a K, or Nightlife, um, or Nightlight, excuse me, um, a horror movie podcast. Uh, but initially, I... I own a company called Good Night Life, and which is why I called it Night Life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I own that company, Good Night Life, um, where initially we're just a podcast network, and uh, we started off as a blog and branched out a little okay. bit more to pretty much create shows instead. Um, but yeah, that's who I am. That's awesome. So kind of getting a little background on you, you, you mm -hmm. are in SF. So, I mean, you are in the home area of Kind of Funny. That is How'd true. How did you find them? Was it kind of just being in the area and kind of knowing people, or did you follow them from IGN? What, what's your story? It's actually a very interesting story, to be 100% honest. Awesome. So, um, I am friends with Alfredo Diaz over at Achievement Hunter. Um, Alfredo's uh, little sister dates one of my oldest friends okay. uh and they've been dating for close to i think they're engaged now but they've been dating close to i want to say something like 12 or 13 years or something like that so oh, i've wow. known alfredo nice. and tim and greg uh cool greg um for a few years now <laughs> but um awesome i initially heard from alfredo when i went to go have lunch with him one day at ign and he mm -hmm. like told me he's like don't tell anybody but uh, Colin, Greg, Tim, and Nick are all leaving IGN. I was like, holy shit. Oh, excuse me. I don't know if I could cuss on this, but... <laughs> You're good. Don't <laughs> go right. for it. Right. Fuck but, away. Uh, all right, there we go. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is incredible. And um, but by that time, I didn't know the name. Like, I just heard of Greg, like, doing, like, his chicken wing show and stuff like that. And, I've, right. and I followed Greg here and there on, like, Up at Noon and Beyond and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um. But I didn't truly become like a fan fan until maybe I want to say when Colin left. So when that split happened, oh, really? um, that's when I kind of truly became a fan of, of Kind of Funny and would listen a little bit more mm -hmm. religiously. Because uh, before I would just do it to support Tim. <laughs> uh, but uh, now that I feel like the content is something that I can relate to and, and so on and so forth. And now it's just become such a huge part of my life. And I love the community. I'm, I'm fairly new to the community, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I started being a little bit more active back in 2019. And um, the uh, initially getting all of the ability for people to kind of figure out who I am and learn a little bit more about mm -hmm. me and... Uh, having fans of kind of funny in the best friend community actually enjoy my content and stuff that I make is really cool and honestly a dream come true even it's just it's absolutely phenomenal that's awesome so so what do you think caused that change like you said when Colin left and that's when they kind of yeah. refocused what kind of funny was they started doing things like your your interviews things like that right is is that where it changed or is it because there was more like movie entertainment stuff and it would branch a little outside of video games um, I actually, it, it, it's interesting because I've always been a fan of like kind of funny games daily. 
um, mm-hmm. and also been a fan of the Gamecast. But at, at the same time, I, I am I do find myself to gravitate a little bit more towards the end reviews. And um, it's funny because I actually don't watch the movies with them. I just like the end review part. Um, I, but, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I I typically really enjoy those. But my jam is 100 percent screencast. And mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, I, I, I text Kevin not frequently, but when I do text Kevin, like it, that's one of the things we talk about are like, like, okay, what can we add in the screencast for you? Like, let, let's see if we can find some stuff. I'll dig pretty deep for them and, and mm. stuff like that every now and then. Um, but even when they have their reviews for like the outsider, for example, um, I provided mm. Kevin with all of the, uh, book knowledge for the outsider. Um, and awesome. went from like the comparisons and differences between the book of the show and also, um, but, yeah, things like that have just been super fun, and uh, the studio is also really, really rad as well. Um, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's phenomenal, and being in San Francisco where they are is honestly it it works in so such mysterious ways. Um, every time yeah. they have an event for some reason at, at the uh, at the studio, Cool Greg will hit me up and be like, "Yo, we're we're doing something. You're more than welcome to come by, get some food, hang out." Um, and it it would always just be a really really cool experience, and just seeing them work in like actual mm. real time is such a beyond experiments. And those dudes are a fucking powerhouse, man. Like they are oh, incredible. Bet. But wow. So then where does your content creation path lead? Like you, you've got the business, you've got Good Night Life. Yeah. Um, does it start, I mean, does it start just kind of being in San Francisco, kind of being in that environment? Or was it one of those things where, you know, you get out of high school, you get out of college, you see like, hey, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Yeah, uh, th- that's super duper interesting. Um, so right after I got out of high school um, back in 2009, um, I went straight to college and I was pursuing a professional uh, video game career um, for a little bit. And cool. I played uh, Call of Duty um, professionally for about three years. Um, it was taking up a little too much time in college. So I decided to uh, focus more of my time on college and I left my team. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I left because they actually all just disbanded after all of that. And I was like, oh, man, I left at a good time. But dodged a bullet. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, so that that was something that I was really focused on. But initially to kind of help fund my way through college, um, I started a clothing company and um, okay. keep it along the themes of knights and all this whole other stuff. Medieval because of my name, Prince, um, I called it mm-hmm. Lair. And Lair, okay. I had for about seven years, something like that. Um, but it helped fund my way through college a little bit. And I also studied graphic design and, and multimedia design um, as well. So having that background and having that knowledge and being able to put my design and my work on T-shirts and, and stuff like that to mm-hmm. help kind of fund my way through was pretty cool. Um I want to say it was around 2017 is when I realized that I didn't want to make clothes anymore, mainly because of how mm. expensive it was to kind of create these right. clothes. <laughs> um, and the profit in return was also not happening quick enough to where we can produce more T-shirts and stuff like that. So we would have just designs sitting around and we were just like, cool, we can't really send this to the printers because we don't have money. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. in 2017, I had the decision of just uh, going ahead and getting rid of the brand. Um, But I wasn't done. I didn't want to stop making something. Um, So Good Night Life happened and it was maybe a month or two after uh, Lair was gone, and we made Good Night Life, and it, and by we, I just mean me. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, when I did that, I just had the idea of having a blog, and it was just a very basic blog of video games and nerd culture in general. And when I created it, I was like, okay, this is this is fun, but I'm not much of a writer. So I didn't really like writing too, too often. Um, So instead, what I would do, I would actually, uh, well, what I did, I actually 
hired people who enjoyed writing and I was like, cool, like you can write for my site and I'll just man the site kind of thing. Um, mm. cause I didn't w- really want to be like an editor in chief or anything like that. I didn't really want to have to write right. too many articles or anything. Um, but I had the idea of doing more video essays and stuff like that. Never mm. created one. Um, so that didn't even happen. But, uh, once I had like a group of people, um, on the team and understanding the idea of what I wanted, um, it it just kind of transitioned into us saying, why don't we just create a podcast? And mm-hmm. that was in 2018 is when we uh, initially got rid of all the articles and we were just like, cool, we don't want this site to look like this is all the work we've done and we're not writing anymore. And none of us wanted mm-hmm. to write either. Therefore, we were just like, mm-hmm. let's dump all of that. Let's throw all of that stuff out of the window. You guys can keep it if you guys want to make like reels or anything like that. But I'm going to throw my articles away because I know this isn't a profession that I want to go towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up throwing all that stuff out and we made the Goodnight Podcast. Um, the Goodnight Podcast came out in October of 2018 and we had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) Uh, First episode was initially all over the place. And we were like that for about the first 15 episodes or so where we getting the feel for it. Exactly. And we were trying to talk about everything, Uh, literally video Mm -hmm. games, movies, TV shows, comic books. And I was like, okay, we're doing too much. We got to narrow some shit Mm -hmm. down. Um, And on top of that, not everyone in our group were hardcore gamers or maybe they were a little too casual to just like, I have no idea what that game even is. Um, mm-hmm. So it was things like that where it's like, okay, like we need to cater to everyone's strength inside this podcast. Um, so we decided to dump all of that and we did a version two of the good night podcast. And, uh, and we initially just called it season two and when we revamped that, we created uh, just movies and TV show news. And that's the main thing we would cover. Um, mm. As quarantine kind of happened and, and COVID-19 in the midst, <laughs> we ended up switching gears again. And I actually made a video, okay. uh, I want to say at the beginning of March. It was like March 7th or something like that. Um the video initially just was me telling people that, hey, uh, Goodnight Podcast is going to be placed on hold um, because I only technically have one particular audio interface for all of us. And it's a four channel audio mm-hmm. interface because we would always meet um, in person to do our recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since we couldn't do that, no one had anything to set up at home. So Got it. we had to place everything on hold for a little over a month and once we were finally able to get everyone kind of on the same track, uh, one of my other guys, uh, Mike, um, and I'll, I guess I'll start naming them now since they're, since they're my team, but Mike ended up buying his own audio interface, a two-channel interface that has helped us out tremendously um, to where we awesome. can reboot Goodnight Podcasts. So we transitioned into a season three of Goodnight Podcasts with this quarantine since we were gone for a month because uh, during that time mm-hmm. we've had multiple meetings. Um, by the way, the group of my guys are Mike, Ryan, and Freddie for the Goodnight Podcast. Um, and when we finally were thinking about what can we do to bring this back, uh, we looked at the news of, and we, we check it every day initially, but we look at the news in the entertainment industry and I've reached out to some of our PR folks and things like that and seeing what's kind of going on. And, Mm uh, the news was extremely somber. It was just things getting canceled left and right as we all know movie theaters being shut down and uh our drive throughs making a comeback i don't know the, the two months too late maybe but it's yeah. things like that that we were just like oh man we probably don't want to talk about the same thing over and over because that's initially what mm-hmm. it was going to transition into and um the only thing we would have had things that were exciting to talk about would be marvel or um, maybe some hor- a lot of horror news stuff because horror has always right. done VOD. <laughs> but mm. um, it's it was just interesting that 
we had to take a step back. And we mm-hmm. finally just came up with the decision of why don't we just create a movie club to where we uh, it's not necessarily us reviewing the movie. It's just us picking a movie and talking about it. And um, that's what we do. So now we're in season three of where we're doing that. And we're actually on the third episode, which records tonight. <laughs> um, but awesome. uh, yeah, but we have been doing that. And that has been going pretty well. Uh, Last year, in October of 2019, we decided to make a new show. And that's where Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, came in. Um, Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, I will admit, is my baby. (laughs) That is like my little flower that I constantly am growing and growing and growing. Um, And I love Goodnight Podcasts um, as well. Um, But I do kind of steer my attention more to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, mainly because that is my main Mm. passion. Um, So with that being said, that was one of the main things I would do and focus on. And I worked extremely hard and to get this all out. And I initially wanted to see who would even give a shit, to be honest. I was Mm. was just thinking to myself, I was like, who would care? Let's see. So it was September um, and I initially just sent out a tweet. was just like, are there any kind of funny best friends out there who likes horror? And initially the response was very lackluster for the first like two hours or so. And then cool Greg mm-hmm. ret- retweeted it and it blew up and yeah. I got so many responses. And from that post alone, I got over a hundred followers from it. And I was like, this is, incredible like this right here validated that i should do this i should 100 Mm percent make this show um so when cool greg retweeted it i i texted him and i was like hey how would you like to be the first kickoff for nightlight a horror movie podcast and he was our very first guest and it was also our very Mm -hmm. first episode uh we ran a pilot episode that is available on our patreon um patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife night with a k uh, but it's that particular episode um we also bombed as well like we, we i had about yeah. four of my friends come over to just watch us to give us feedback on the spot instead of us sending audio files out and they gave us quite a bit of feedback and we were just like okay all right cool so i rewrote the show uh, but you can listen to that episode if you like <laughs> on Patreon. But um, I ended up rewriting the show, and when I rewrote it, it just was it flowed perfectly, and it was like we've been doing this for years, and it felt mm-hmm. so good to have that validation of like, holy crap, your guys' show is actually really good, and um with nightlight a horror movie podcast we ended up initially having the formula of kind of in review in a way where we take a movie and we literally break it down by the whole plot uh i will admit we're not as funny as kind of funny (laughs) but that's completely fine um but we have this whole plot broken down absolutely completely and we go in scene by scene and break it down to initially answer the ultimate question, which is why horror? Um, and when we have guests, we just interview them. We interview them of their experiences with horror and things like that. And we've had a plethora of guests. We've had Cool Greg. We've had uh, uh, Kevin's wife, Paula. Um, we've we've had uh, Lucy James from over at Game St- uh, GameSpot. Um, Kate Sanchez from But Why Though podcast, we, and Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. It's it's crazy. Like the list goes on and on of how many people actually wanted to come on this show and voice their love mm. for horror, and um, the response has just been absolutely incredible. And um, it's just it's still it's just constantly growing and growing each day. And I'm gonna take a couple steps back, but I definitely want to get yeah. there. You mentioned you mentioned Lair, so you've had a, a really big track, yeah. uh, a long history, I think, with creating all sorts of different content, which is fantastic, and yeah. I definitely want to get into the nitty gritty of all of it. Yeah. So, so you mentioned Lair. Mm-hmm. What is it like to run a clothing store? Like, how does that come? Like, where does the idea come from to be like, you know what, to help fund my college career, yeah. I'm going to make a clothing store. Like, how, how do you get <laughs> that idea? How do you get into that? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. I um, initially came up with the idea of when I made my first initial logo. Um, and it was just a logo for myself. Right. It was it was my identity. And it's actually the logo of my Discord. Um, but it was just a little knight's helmet with a little swoosh on it. And uh, it, was, it just, each and every day, one of my classmates would come up to me and be like, you know, I would wear that on a t-shirt. I would like that on a sticker, and so on and so forth. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. I wonder what I can do from this. So I made a, a small run of t-shirts on these really, really crappy material <laughs> on t-shirts. And they sold out within like five minutes. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I take this a little bit more serious. Let's, let's see where this can go. And on campus, they were an absolute hit. And everyone mm. loved them. And it, it actually helped fund my first year completely of college. Because um, wow, my first year awesome. of college, I had to take out a loan, um, as most of us do. And as then, you do. Yeah. And then I was able to obtain a scholarship. Um, but that first year, I had to take out about ten grand. Um, and me, just by selling T-shirts, I was able to pay all of that ten grand off by that summer. And um, that's awesome. It was just. It was just initially that's how the the plan started but how it feels to run a company like that um it's interesting there's there's highs and there's there's lows very very drastic ones sometimes um because when i don't want to say when your stuff sucks but it's like when when there's something you put out that someone doesn't like um they make it known they're like no this this i'm not dealing Mm -hmm. i'm not feeling this or anything like that and it and one person necessarily shouldn't ruin your mood but sometimes we just focus on the negatives a little bit more than the positives of course it's a lot easier to our program exactly and i ended up actually creating multiple different types of shirts and i came up with a pre-order system um if someone liked a design then they would initially pre-order it and then i would make the t-shirt from the money that was pre-ordered with uh, the only thing is, mm-hmm. if we didn't get a certain number of pre-orders, uh, those T-shirts would cost me more money to make than what they paid for. Right. Because uh, initially, to make, if you just want to make one T-shirt, that's about sixty dollars. <laughs> um, right. And it's pretty out outstanding. Um, and there was one moment where you sometimes you would just get one and. Uh, it was just one after I want to say it was like three months and I was like I really need to make this person's t-shirt <laughs> and I ended up making their t-shirt and um, I threw in a couple of other shirts in there for them as well um, just because I knew how uh, daunting that was for me to just be mm-hmm. like oh man I just sold one and um, to make myself feel better I just wanted to do a kind gesture and I was just like okay right. I'm just going to give you all of the rest of this and you can have a few other extra t-shirts and that way you have these shirts while you're waiting for your pre-ordered one. Um, so that's initially how it is, but you get a lot of woes from this. I, I will admit uh, there, there are a lot of moments and you see other people doing a lot of cool shit that have a little bit of extra more money than you do um, having mm-hmm. brick and mortars or, maybe they are selling out better than you are and um and initially you guys are doing the same thing or your designs are similar or whatever the case may be but yet they have a bigger following than you and all this whole other stuff so things like that have definitely taken a toll on me to where i've I've spent countless of nights trying to come up with ways to gain more followers on instagram so i can uh, show off more things um uh, and have more people to buy my stuff but um it felt like a scam and it felt like I was honestly scamming myself in ways to where I was pushing myself to do all these things that honestly truly weren't probably going to be much of anything um, with uh, the effort I was putting into it because it was negative effort. It was, it was an effort where Mm -hmm. I started getting greedy and uh, selfish and things like that. And, um, I was also by myself the whole time and no one put extra money into it and all this other stuff and then taxes. And it was just a whole bunch of jazz that just uh, went into running this company. Um, And I will admit, good night life is tremendously easier. (laughs) 
So along this way, it seems like you kind of picked up a pretty strong business mind. Is that something you'd always kind of had or is it just like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I really need to kind of like study up? That's a good, yeah. Um, I I feel like that is something that I've always kind of had. Um, mm. mainly because I, I I've had a job ever since I was fifteen. Um, okay. and I'm twenty eight now. <laughs> and uh, when I would do all these things and go through all these different jobs and stuff like that, and uh, sometimes I would have to play manager and, and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. I've always felt like I've had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I've always had kind of this, like, okay, what can I get my hands into to make this better? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I build this? And I love building things from the ground up. Um, the only thing is, if you, if you don't have the funds for some of the things, then you, you got to kind of yeah. count your losses. But um, that was something that I've always kind of had. And my mom, she's owned uh, multiple cafes and, and things like that uh, in San Francisco. So that... W- also seeing her do things and learning from her a little bit more in running her own business has been interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've taken notes from that and um, she would be brutally honest where it's just like, yeah, I don't think you should do that. Like that is probably not a good idea that you're probably going to lose a lot of money doing stuff like that. Um, and I would take that into consideration. I would definitely try to make sure mm-hmm. that that was a point that I would uh, focus on. And, yeah, but I, I, I would say that I, I have always had kind of this mindset of uh, of entrepre- entrepreneur on just having this entrepreneurial spirit. So and in that spirit, I th- assume and you even said that good night life is a lot easier. Yeah. Than uh, layer. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's just it's more smaller, it's more focused and it's more driven? Or is do you really think that passion that you have is just more for that uh, the podcast and the content creation versus the design and the shirt making? Right. Um, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, it, it's it's definitely easier by the fact that I don't have to put as much money into it so often. Um, mm-hmm. And I personally started off with just a, a fantastic group of, of, of men who, who were wanting to be a part of this and wanting to, to mm-hmm. initially show up. And um, it working with those group of dudes have just been an absolute blessing in disguise in a way for me to where they have not only given us good ideas, but at the same time they were willing to buy their own equipment to uh, like go off of the success of this uh, company. And mm-hmm. um, that was great. That, that helped out a lot. And I, I definitely even told them where it was just like, Hey, I'll, I'll pay for it and, and stuff like that. And, um, a lot of them were gung-ho to say no. And they initially were treating this company like they created it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it was such a beautiful experience to f- fulfill with those those uh, group of guys. And we had one member who was a part of the show for a little bit, but um, he kind of backed out um, without him saying anything, which is completely fine. There's mm-hmm. no hard feelings or anything like that. Um, we get it. Like, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Um, but we ended up bringing another member on, which was Mike. Um, and Mike has just been such a catalyst of the show, and and, and he's he's been fantastic. And um, a lot of people reading off of the comments, they love Mike. They they love his insight. They lo- they love his his questions awesome. and, and things like that. And and um, all of us, we have our little quirks. Uh, we we have the way we kind of play off of each other. It, it works really well. But what makes this easier than Lair is uh, the fact that I actually have a team this time. Um, instead of me kind of working on things by myself, I actually have a group of, of great guys who are willing to step up to the plate. Um, and once my daughter is born, um, th- a lot of them are going to have to. <laughs> so right, yeah. uh, they initially are um, excited to do that, too. Um, they're, they're really excited. One, uh, Ryan is my one of my uh, kind of my cohorts as well, and he uh, is very excited to take the reins of Goodnight Podcast. And I told him, hey, make it your own. Put your own flair on it. Don't mm-hmm. try to be me. Try to be yourself. And and just focus on making the show for you and making it flow for you. And um, 
he's he's very excited he, he sends me messages almost every night of like like hey i wrote this up for the show is this something that you think we should do um i would give him yay or nays um but mm-hmm. it would be it, it's just really cool seeing them kind of step up to the plate and freddie is stepping up to the plate for nightlight a horror movie podcast because for that pro- podcast there's uh three of us myself freddie and a new member called uh called <laughs> named <laughs> david <laughs> um and um, we also have an audio engineer who uh, kind of takes care of all of this for us. And um, mm-hmm. we all met at our day jobs uh, at Apple. And um, okay. that was initially where we all met and got the idea of really taking this serious and seeing what this can turn into and, and so on and so forth. So, mm. yeah, but it, it is very, tr- it is tremendously easier than Lair because I'm not alone anymore. Um, it gets a little like, buttheads every now and then, but I mean, that's, that's the beauty behind people to me is the fact that uh, when you butt heads, you kind of come up with your best ideas um, where just like, I Oh agree. no, that doesn't really work. That doesn't really work. And, and so on and so forth. And, we, uh, some of the the coolest ideas have come out of this. Where, for, for example, Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, because uh, we were all kind of on a page of where it was just like, let's see how Goodnight Podcast grows, then let's create Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. And finally, it got to the point where I was just like, no, we need to do this now. Like, this is the time to do this. This is um, a really good time for us to figure out like how we want this show to look like and how do we want it to grow and initially that Mm. turned into something i honestly couldn't even believe and it was absolutely phenomenal some of the stuff that we we've come up with with nightlight a horror movie podcast and um the just our breakdowns being based off of months and so on and so forth where we'll have themes and um for example the theme for this particular month for may is uh found footage month uh, to where it's the beginning of okay. summer, awesome. people are recording videos a little bit more often and stuff like that. Um, and for June, we're having uh, summer horror movies, so uh, Jaws, Summer of '84, so on and so forth. Mm. Um, and it's it's just it's a lot of fun, and this has just been a huge abundance of help has just made me feel personally that like we can take this to the moon and come back and circle the earth five million times and just having the team and the group of people have just been absolutely abundantly helpful. I think what's really cool is that you, you know what it's like to do something like this essentially Mm -hmm. by yourself, but, but the comfort of having a team. I think a lot of the times uh, content creators, they're doing them, doing it by themselves and it makes sense. And if you can be a singular, like, powerhouse and do it all if you can record your own audio if you can do your video if right. you can stream that does set you apart and that's great but like you said i've always found this having a group of people that you can rely on and know like if you falter and have your back it just mm-hmm. it's an entirely different ball game absolutely it really really is and it's it's such a a good experience to to have these group of people who are so serious about it as well and um that and that's the thing. Like anybody who who's out there who who is thinking of like creating a podcast with a group of people, uh, just make sure you get like minded folks. You know, it's, you just want to make sure that you you guys are all on the same page when it comes to things. Plan. That's the most important thing I could say is plan, 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 plan. And um, that was something that's helped me a lot planning things. Because uh, mm-hmm. when I started Lair, I didn't have a plan. I just started it. But when I started Good Night Life, yeah. I had an initial plan and goals that I wanted to uh, set for myself. And I like to do something called micro-goaling, um, where it initially is just me setting up, having one big main goal and little baby mm-hmm. steps on how I can get that uh, to that goal. And um, so far, we've hit every barrier um, absolutely possible and broke through that. And um, it's been absolutely incredible uh, from our interface dying to the fact that we had to literally buy a new interface. And um, interfaces, they're not cheap. We all know (laughs) they're not cheap at all. And I needed a four channel. So that was even more expensive. Um, And our interface, I want to say, was something crazy like around $900 or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. 
And I remember when it when our first one broke, and it was super old, and we knew it was gonna die eventually. We just didn't know it was gonna be that quick. And yeah, when it died on us, I just sat at my kitchen table and I just cried because I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how I'm gonna pay for this. And mm-hmm. um, luckily, we launched our Patreon, and we had a few patrons at the time. And um, I didn't take any money out of it. And the Patreon was enough to cover more than half of our new interface. And that was awesome. That's awesome. And I was just like, this is incredible. This, this, is, why, this is why we do this. And to be able to find ourselves to find something to succeed with. Because we were going to figure it out anyway. We were just going to say, cool, we're all going to just bring computers and uh, just get uh, Yeti mics and just focus on recording that way and we'll, we'll figure out, this out. Record. Exactly. We'll figure this out. But uh, the interface obviously helps a lot because we can use actual professional mm-hmm. mics and, and so on and so forth right. that uh, really truly help not only us but our audio engineer as well who makes us sound so ridiculously good and so ridiculously professional to where we don't have any a buzzing of silence or anything when one person's mm-hmm. not talking. It's insane on how he works. And and his name is Miguel. And shout out to Miguel because he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, but he's the only member on our team who actually is technically getting paid. Um, and he doesn't... He's, he's one of those guys who is just like, you don't have to pay me. I just love doing this. I love the vision. I want to be here for the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He works so hard that I was just like, I can't. I right. I need to give you money. Like <laughs> like you need you need money. <laughs> like I can't. But yeah, so it's it's absolutely incredible just like seeing this uh, all kind of get flushed out. Um, I guess, and it, it's mm-hmm. it's been a fun and grow. process. Exactly. Yeah, just That's growth. Awesome. What's what's your experience been with Patreon? Was was that something from the ground level when you guys came together decided like, hey? We're going to launch this. We're going to launch the business, but we're also going to have a Patreon behind it. Or was it something like as you grew, as you saw that this was going to be something, that's mm-hmm. when you decided to do the Patreon? Yeah. Uh, so the Patreon was interesting. Um, it, it, initially, we kind of started it out, I want to say it was maybe six or seven months into us doing the podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't have a ton of, I guess, listeners at this time or anything like that. Um, but, or, Second thought, we we did we we had a, a nice significant amount of followers, but to be honest, most of those people who were listening to us and things like that were our friends and our close friends. At that, mm. to where it would be people who were just doing it to support us, kind of thing. And mm. then those like slowly started seeing that taper off to where it's just like, cool. Now we're getting to our actual fans of the show, and um, mm. launching the Patreon was interesting because you you do you do hear things from people who've launched successful patreons of saying don't do it because of xyz um and like you you need you need a higher following to start one and things like that which is true it's helpful (laughs) to have a larger Mm -hmm. following for sure but at the same time if your patreon's not uh stressing you out launch one Uh, like if, if you if you find that having this extra piece of thing to do is going to stress you out, don't launch one. And um, one thing that we made sure to do is be truthful on our deliverables. Like that was something that is very, very important with a patron is that you want to make sure that if you have deliverables, be true on that, be stick to that or don't Mm -hmm. put it at all. Uh, Cause I would love to make uh, a, a tier for ten dollars, you'll get a T-shirt. But we don't have T-shirts, so you're probably yeah. not going to get a T-shirt. Um, but it's it's things like that where I'm just like just us focusing on those things, and we start off with just one tier at two dollars, uh, and that was initially it was no deliverables involved in that tier either. It was just hey. This is just to help us out. This is just to help us get stuff off the ground. And no one signed up for it. And rightfully so. You're not getting anything truly different in return. But it wasn't until Mm -hmm. we released our second tier for Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, to where you get the show five days early. And that people... People love that. It, it, it was it was something where it was right. just like, holy crap! I can listen to this show on Monday, and everyone else gets it on Friday. 
and what we <laughs> what we do at the beginning of the month is absolutely insane but we released two episodes for that week and granted yeah you got to wait two weeks but at the same time th- it's up to you how how you want to space it out or not but we get we do a mm. guest episode uh release every be- every beginning of the month um each month and when we do that guest episode typically we have people who don't listen to them at all we have people who love them and it's it's mm. it's always a flurry but uh with a guest episode for our patrons it's more so we release the guest episode and we release the episode that will be released next week, which is our usual programming. Um, and that's helped a lot. And keeping that at a $5 tier has uh, piqued people's interest a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun. It, 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 Patreon hasn't stressed me out or anything like that. And if we get money, great. If we don't, we don't. It, it, it's totally fine. Like I said, this, uh, this what we're doing doesn't cost us a lot of money to do. Uh, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, it, we mainly use the Patreon to help us with uh, growth as well, and to be able to launch new shows. And right now, we're mainly doing it for microphones because um, we would love to get new microphones. But at the same time, it's 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 something that we we don't mind taking our time with our Patreon. Um, we're just focusing on the growth of our shows in general, and. Um, as long as people are listening and having a good time and we're releasing good content, um, we're content with that. And uh, we're, we, we love growing the community and we, we love seeing people talk about our movies. We, we love when people shout us out and, and stuff like that out of nowhere. Um, that has always been really cool and really fun. Um, I bet. Yeah, it, and it's so surreal. Um, and, and the way that people have... I guess start to branch out and talk about our shows and, and uh, just be advocates of good night and, and all the things that we do. It's just been so, so surreal and so incredible. And even if it's one person doing it or two people that is uh, honestly, I thought it would be none. So that is more than my expectations. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> do you, do you have any big like goals for good night life? Like, are do you have a track? Like you're saying, okay guys, by this time next year, I want to have X many followers. I want to have X many shows. Like, like, what's the big goal for it? Yeah, uh, we do have a, we do have a, a big goal. Um, there are some some goals in there that um, I'm gonna keep a little secret. But one of our main of goals uh, that that we are working towards, uh, we want to have uh, something called Goodnight Presents, which we tested out, and we, we're trying to get back to that. But Goodnight Presents is initially where we show movies with the community. But uh, we want to do that more frequently online and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But what we want to turn this into is Goodnight Presents, but at an actual movie theater. Um, we want to... Okay. Yeah, we want to rent out Alamo Draft House. We want to have a uh, a black carpet, um, so on and so forth. We want we want to do pictures and 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 kind of have this be a, a big deal and have people look around like, who are these people? Why are they here? Yeah, do it to the nines. I exactly. Like it. So that's that's one hundred percent. That's one of my biggest goals right now is to have us have a good night presents to where we show a movie actually at the Alamo Draft House, which is one of our affiliates. And, and shout out to Alamo Draft House. Thank you guys so much uh, for all the things that you, you've helped us with o- over this past uh, few months. Um, but all of that have just been... That, that, that's one of my main goals. And that's uh, one of my big tier goals. And, and we, have a, we have a timeline of being able to do that by 2022. Um, so that's our timeline okay. for that. Do you want it to be like after the movie you do like a live podcast or more? Is it going to be kind of like riff tracksy kind of thing? Um, it depends off uh, uh, where we are, I guess. If we want to do something live, we can. Because um, right now I don't really want to do a live show. Um, I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like that is something that would be cool for, for later down the line. But I, I, I want this to be like just a more of a, a community cele- celebration thing of us uh coming together showing a movie um and initially one of my also i'll add a piece of a goal to that having the director and also maybe some of the writers of that film come on and do q a sets with us and stuff like that um 
Uh, I've seen this done once before with Edgar Wright, and it was absolutely mm. incredible. And um, I, I would love to do something similar to what they did. Um, so that's that's definitely one of my goals for sure. That's awesome. That is, it's it's really cool seeing how focused you are with all this, how structured it is, and how you have that plan. And Thank I think you. that plan is definitely going to succeed. You you've made, like you said, with your micro goals, you know. It's not all going to happen fast. It's not all going to happen right away. Right. But if you keep chipping at it, you'll get there. And I think that's really, really cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No, of course. Well, Prince, aside from content creation, uh, you recently got into the people creation game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are going to be a father soon. Uh, how excited are you to be a dad? Oh, my gosh. Which, people creation. It's a weird way to say it, but we're there. <laughs> no, I am absolutely over the moon. And, and it, it's absolutely incredible. And such a really, really cool experience. Um, uh, it's something my wife and I were trying for uh, for about a year or so. And um, when it happened, we both just cried. And it was absolutely incredible and, oh, and just a, a beautiful uh, moment. And um, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm, I, I am stoked. And I guess, like, the, the good answer is I'm stoked, right? But at the same time... Right. The honest, another honest answer is the fact that I'm I'm also terrified because I am this is I'm going to be a father, so it's scary and yeah. um I I uh, I find that my emotions have been getting to of more of more excitement as of late mainly because we've started building her nursery, um and mm. that has just been really cool and really really interesting to do and. Um, us also thinking about like the ramifications of uh, the size and so on and so forth um, because it's not it's not a big space that we're building her nursery in because um, our nursery is technically a part mm. of our room um, so it's, okay. it's it's been some challenges and things like that but us figuring out those challenges together has been really rewarding and um, has been just a, a phenomenal experience and even my colleagues have, have helped me out tremendously one of them gave us a crib um and i actually have to get Aww. more pieces for uh for the crib because <laughs> they kind of lost the pieces over the years which is completely right. fine and understandable so i'm gonna see if i can go out and uh, get some some bolts and, and nuts made for the crib but um yeah. that that's just been super fascinating and, and super interesting to uh see the processes of me becoming a, a dad and it's wild yeah. it's absolutely wild but i'm i'm super excited for it i'm super stoked <laughs> oh i bet i bet it's gonna be it sounds like like i don't know i think you're gonna be a great dad it's gonna be phenomenal i think kids are fantastic <laughs> thank um, you and just even seeing your whole process because you've been posting about it online and how excited you are has been really really cool and, and i think <laughs> in these you. times of uh scariness and everything it's it's nice to see a little joy like that so thank you for putting that out there absolutely it's it's, it's my pleasure and uh even me doing the launch of i guess my kind of funny upcover announcement has been really fun and really cool and and it's just the the perception has been incredible and i'm, I'm glad everyone's just as excited for me as i am for myself <laughs> yeah that's awesome so do you know i mean you mentioned that with your daughter you're going to be taking taking a little bit of a step back from good nightlife. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about like how being a father is going to kind of influence the content you create at all? Um, I have. Yeah. And I, I feel like things have already started to take a shift, um, especially in uh, the horror genre for sure. Um, Cause like there's certain movies that, that deal with children. Right. And um, mm -hmm. those particular films have been um, a little, j just interesting to say the least. And, it's something that I feel is um, going to definitely take a bit of a toll um, as mm. of me being careful of what I say and, and, and so on and so right. forth. But I do also feel like it, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's mainly going to be in what the content that I look at is probably going to change quite a bit. Um Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's, it, I'm sure things are going to strike a bit more of a chord. Like I'm super stoked to when she's born. And when I see a movie of, for example, a kid getting kidnapped, I'm actually stoked to see how I'm going to react to that. <laughs> so because uh, before it would just be more so, OK, I'm watching this. This has not much of an effect for me. I feel empathy, but right. that's it. Um, 
so I'm I'm intrigued to see how I'm going to react when something like that happens um, on screen. But uh, movies like the pris- uh, prisoners, um, Dennis uh, Dennis mm-hmm. Villeneuve, yeah. um, I rewatched that recently and it struck a little bit more of a chord with me the second watch. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah, I could see how having kids could definitely influence you a little bit more yeah. on the things you watch. Um, so it's definitely interesting. But yeah, I'm I am gonna take about uh, about uh, three months or so off of. Uh, from good night life and just have uh my my gentleman take over and and kind of run things a little bit while i'm gone um and i'm excited i'm definitely excited for all that to kind of take place i'm excited to see what they come up with i'm excited to see what they do um and at the same time i'm i'm already excited to come back even though i haven't left yet like it's just it's, it's one of those things where I, I have so much passion for this and so much love, I guess, that I'm so stoked to see where the future is going to take us. For sure. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that passion kind of grows when you have a daughter, you know? I mm-hmm. you, Because in my mind, granted, I'm not a parent, but I would also think you then start to do it for your child because you right. want to show them all your passions. You want to create a world where they can create things. And I think Absolutely. that's going to be really cool yeah. to see in your content as it changes. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited to get her involved. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Do uh, you mentioned your announcement video for Up and Comer? Do you kind of yeah. want to touch on it because it was a little bit different than, uh, than most people's? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, so when I say my kind of funny Up and Comer uh, announcement video, I use quotation marks. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I announced back in February that I was going to typically was going to run for kind of funny Up and Comer, mm-hmm. and um, I knew about the uh, our daughter and stuff like that being born and all this whole other stuff and i never really took it too much into consideration on the work um so i decided to take a step back and make this video of my announcement and initially i said that i don't want you guys to vote for me for kind of funny up and comer Mm -hmm. Uh, i actually um announced that my daughter was going to be born instead and it was fantastic. It was received fan- fantastically well, and and uh, my daughter's name is going to be Elizabeth Marie Jackson, um, Ellie for short, and uh, we obviously got the name Ellie mainly from The Last of Us, and so well I got the name. Awesome. My wife always has loved that yeah. name because <laughs> my wife's middle cool. name is Elizabeth. Oh, perfect. Um, and this is uh, this this is a fun little story actually. My my wife's grandmother's middle name is Elizabeth. My wife's mom's name is Elizabeth. And my wife's name okay. is Kathleen Elizabeth, so my daughter's name is Elizabeth. <laughs> so she shares the same name as her grandmother's, and um, also Ma- Marie comes from my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother is Yvonne Marie Dillon, and my mom is Lola Marie Whittle. So it's it's a fun little kind of play with both of our families, and um, I just I was completely honored to give her that name and or those Mm -hmm. names and um with ellie as the first time i played the last of us back in 2013 i knew this was a name that i had to put in my pocket and i always said if i have a daughter one day her name is going to be ellie and i was i was uh dating my wife at this time and i never shared that with her i never shared that with her until we started talking about children and um, mm-hmm. once we started talking about children, uh, that's when I shared with her. I was like, I want Ellie. And she was like, that's crazy because I, I have to do Elizabeth uh, because um, it's like now a family tradition that they transitioned it into. Right, for sure. Um, so um, ever since then, it, it just worked perfectly. And I, I always have loved that name. And, and I'm glad that uh, my daughter gets to have that as her name. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool lineage of a name, too, because not only really is. is it representing of one of your favorite characters, but with all your wife, family, and then your own family, that that's a really cool, it's like, I don't know, it's a name that means something. There's a lot, right. of, a lot of history behind it. I think that's really, really cool. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, you're, you're the first guest we've had who, who doesn't want <laughs> to be up-and-comer, for, for yeah. I think, a very justified reason. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to have your hands full for, for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... But maybe maybe in the future for upcomer opportunities or or if 
you were to do it, yeah. uh, what, what was going to be something you were really looking to get out of the experience? Because it sounds like you have a lot of experience with creation, a lot of experience with podcasting, even business. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's one thing you're really looking to learn with the up-and-comer opportunity? Yeah, one, one thing that I was looking forward to learn is um, how, it, how it works to actually be working all in the same place, like having an office and, and doing it mm. as a full-time gig. Um, that's what I was more excited about um, because this is kind of a part-time thing for me. I, I release podcast right. episodes weekly versus them releasing so many different types of shows every single day. And I was more mm. excited to learn about that process. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to be in the nitty-gritty with them in that process and, and learn that and learn how it feels. And um, I wanted to take on those stresses, I guess, of being able yeah. to pop in on a show or maybe you're not hosting and maybe you're helping out with design work or production and things like that. Um, but I also wanted to help out with uh, the more design side of things. Uh, give Take a few things off of Andy's plate for that week uh, to be like, cool, yeah, dude, you need some designs? I gotcha. Um, and it's something like that that I was, I was mainly looking to learn. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring to the table, however, was because uh, I... I uh, this is, a, I guess, a shout out and a demote of my friend Tim Tim Geddes. But <laughs> Tim, if you ever listen to this episode, one thing I gotta say: stop being a coward and put paranormal activity in review on the set. <laughs> oh, he's throwing you out, Tim. Put it on the set. Oh my gosh, I know this is something Greg has been pushing for a while now, and myself, I want this so bad. Um, but that's something I would have pushed even harder and i would have loved mm. to honestly be on an episode or or, or two of or all of them I don't, hey there's there's five <laughs> movies <laughs> hit me up but um it's it's one of those things where i was just like i want kind of funny to and i know not all of them are huge horror fans but there's joey noel kevin's wife paula watches him therefore he's required um there's craig exactly. i unfortunately know how that goes yeah <laughs> yeah and there's also craig who who enjoys horror as well and there's cool greg who really enjoys horror and i was just like those oh, yeah. are four people that we could definitely have horror be a part of kind of funny's uh rotation and it's it's mm -hmm. it's great, and I, I I would love to see that come to fruition, and, and that was something that I definitely would have wanted to put more and more on their radar, and I do it all the time, and they, they I even get text messages from Kevin anytime he's talking about horror, he'll always hit me up, and he'll be like, hey, we're talking about this horror movie um, coming up, like, do you have any anything about it, any any notes I should know, and I give him a whole list of things like, yo, this is one, yeah. two, three, like I got you. Um, I was, and I always tell, let him know, like, text me if you need anything else. Just, just let me know. Um, call me even. I don't care. Get me on the show even if you want to. But it's, it's <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll come with you guys. I'll, I'll get on a mic. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll make you know your what? life a lot easier. I'll, I'll just do, you do it unsolid. myself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Um, but it it was things like that that I I definitely would love to see and love to have. Uh, uh, experienced inside the kind of funny uh, mm. studio in the platform for sure. Is it something you would use as a learning opportunity to bring to good night life or is like working at kind of funny kind of an end game for you? Um, as of right now, um, it would, it would, it would be to bring to good night life. Um, mm -hmm. working at kind of funny, it would be an absolute dream. Um, Mm. But it is definitely is something that I do see myself. If that was a goal of mine, I would, I I would see myself uh, wondering of how much of a stake things would be. Because um, I will admit that I I'm I'm not a control freak, but I I do love um, leading certain things and leading certain projects and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I would I would love to see like if they would allow me to lead something like maybe we do have a horror corner or something like that. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And I, I would love to know, like, if, if if something like that was in the entryum, then then my if my interest would be peaked even higher. But um, I love what I do. I, lo I love what I do, and I love what I'm doing now. And um, I love this process of me growing and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, if the opportunity ever presented itself to me, I think I definitely would hop on it just because of the fact For that sure. 
they they are such a cool team and I know the the I know how this team operates and I know how they treat their community and they treat treat their community with absolute and utter kindness and they're always doing things for us and allowing us to meet each yeah. other and and meet with them and talk with them for hours and hours on end and they they aren't stuck up and every time I meet Greg like he he always embraces me with a hug and all this whole other stuff and I've only met Greg three or four times and and he remembers mm. my name and so on and so forth and that's to me that is the stuff that makes this special and that is what makes me say I would be with a uh, kind of funny if if they were willing to take me on their, their team because of how they treat their community and how they treat um, mm. the people that they work with and um I think it's absolutely incredible and, and seeing Blessing getting on there and, and seeing him work so hard to, to get to that point and doing OK Beast for five mm-hmm. years and, and so on and so forth. Like, like man, that is an absolute testament that that gentleman has done and um, big props to him and everything that he's created to be into the, the dream that he set out to be in. And it's, it's absolutely wonderful and gives all of us hope Um which is why I, I'm I'm pretty sure more people are probably pushing for this up for cover, uh, this <laughs> this year around as well, because uh, once they saw blessing, like, oh my god, wait a second, we didn't know jobs were involved here. Come on, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm, which is fine, and that that is completely fine. If that is your motivation, and if that is one of your goals, do it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. do it, and. The thing that you've we've seen from Kind of Funny time and time again, each person that they have brought onto their team has been a part of their community at one point in time. And that is mm-hmm. beautiful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I think the only person that wasn't was Greg. Uh, uh, cool Greg. Um, and yeah, because we, we've even had conversations where he was just like, he's like, bro, I don't, I, I never even heard of this. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> he, he had some personal time. Exactly. Um, but um, even, even like seeing like people coming from the community with Andy, obviously Andy coming from Rooster Teeth and having his experiences with, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Bernie Burns and so on and so forth, um, like that definitely highlighted him a bit more but he still was a part of the community and and that's the beautiful part right of this community is that even though yes they are the creators of this community they still feel like they are just members of the community they communicate Mm -hmm. with us they talk to us they understand us and if we're having a hard day and we kind of shout them out or comment to them Typically, they'll respond, and it, it's it's so cool that someone like Greg Miller, who has a 1.2 million followers on Twitter, takes the time out of his day to comment, to like, to share or retweet or whatever, um, to show mm-hmm. his appreciation. That is yeah. absolutely incredible to me, that he takes his time to really talk to us as humans and um, talk to us as friends. And that that is so cool and really, really legit. And and there was an incident that, well, not even an incident, but there was when at Kind of Funny World Tour, and this is when I knew that I chose the right community to be a part of, um, where there was this person who was definitely a little bit more on the Cheyenne, not really talking to too many people. And I saw mm-hmm. Joey Noel just go to sit down and talk to that person. And that was the coolest shit that I've ever seen. Where they were yeah. by themselves at the bar watching everyone have a good time. And you can tell that that person was also just kind of there to meet them and leave kind of thing. And Joe yeah. Noel sat down, talked to this person, and she even went out of her way to introduce other kind of funny best friends to this person. And it was so cool. And that's when I knew that there's so much wonder and kindness inside of this community. And it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I think you're right. I think it's one of the most special communities. I think the best friend mantra, it's real. You know what I mean? I think we hear it all the time, but it is truly real. And I think it's the greatest community on the internet, man. I really do. I've never seen a community so positive and embracing. Absolutely. 100% agree. Before I let you go, I got to know, since you don't want to be... 
And as I said, for a very good reason, <laughs> this year's up and comer. Yep. Do you have a person that you'd want to endorse for up and comer? Woo! Oh man, um, that is a tough question. That is a very, very tough question. Um, honestly, I would endorse everybody. Everyone out there is just so, so equipped to spend an entire week at Kind of Funny. And I know anybody, anyone who has absolutely submitted some type of kind of funny up and comer announcement. I know they're going to rock it. Um, I do. I will admit that I do have personal friends that did run. Um, and I am probably going to vote for my personal friends, but at the same Makes time, <laughs> at the same time, I do know that whoever is going to go for this, uh, kind of funny up and coming program, you are going to kill it no matter what, like you, you obviously were chosen for a reason. And, uh, I can't wait to see whoever gets this. I cannot wait to see them just absolutely just go ape shit there and just have a really good time and make really great content while I'm holding a baby. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very, very excited to see uh, whoever gets this. And I know I know there's going to be two chosen, but whoever whoever gets chosen, like I, I cannot wait until you guys get there. And I just can't wait until we see the the type of content that's going to be created. Um, but yeah, so shout out to every single person who was going for kind of funny up and comer shout out to Josh as well for making this platform. So we can at least even hear well, more you. about these kind of funny up and comers. This is absolutely incredible. Um, and the work that you're doing, sir, I believe in everything that you're doing and I love all of this that you're doing as well. So thank you so much for having me on this show. I've had a fantastic time. Thank you, man. It's been so great. And like you said, like every best friend, that's what I've been, that's been my favorite thing about it is everyone who comes on has different skills and they're unique and they have their own story. And it just, every week I am blown away yeah. by a new person in this community, which just makes me more and more proud to be it. And some people may say like, oh, it's a cop out to say everyone's great, but it's true. Like everyone is fantastic. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think there's one person that's better than anyone else. They're, they're all just unbelievable. And the best friends are fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, so, so you're right there. Uh, Prince, where can people keep up to date with you? I know you're going to be disappearing for a little bit when your daughter's born, as well you should. Uh, but if people want to stay up to date on what you're doing or see cute pictures of your daughter when she <laughs> arrives, where, where can they go to follow you? So you can actually go over on my Twitter, at TheHeadNight, and that's night with a K. Uh, you can also follow my podcast, at GoodNightLife with a K. Um, and also our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash GoodNightLife, um, also with a K. Um, if you want to hear my voice, you can <laughs> hear my voice every Wednesday at the Good Night Podcast, um, and also Night with a K. Uh, or you can hear my voice every single Friday on Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, and that's also Night with a K. <laughs> there you go. All the places, if you're spelling Night with an N, you are wrong, you've forgotten a letter, make sure you put the K in there. That way you can find the man, the myth, the legend, Prince Jackson. Prince, again, thank you so Absolutely. much for being on. It has been an absolute blast. Oh, man, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Okay, good to hear. Well, all right, everyone, that has been another episode of the Up and Comer podcast. If you or anyone you know is running to be Up and Comer, please let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Josh Biddick. I really want to get you on the schedule, get you, get you recorded, and share your story to the wonderful best friends we've talked about today. And that is all I have for you folks. So as always, have fun, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.